So, I'm not usually on this part of the podcast. It's all a bit new, isn't it? it is. But I think this is our moment. I think we're going to crush this. We have absolutely taken over. We've finally got rid of the other two. And it's Jess and Jono's time to shine. Absolutely. Uh, Imogen and Emil are both sick, so that's why you are hearing us two today instead. We hope they both get better soon. So you'll have your normal morning newsable people back ASAP, we promise. Exactly. We've gone deep into the subspench to bring you today's newsable. <laughs> Alrighty, but for now, kia ora, this is newsable. I'm Jono. I'm Jess. And this is what's worth talking about. Chris Hipkins walks a tricky tightrope and talks today with China's leader. So what will and what won't make it into today's meeting agenda? How too little sleep could be affecting your brain. If you ever need an excuse to start work an hour later, we promise this could actually be it. Plus, we've found someone who holds an obscure world record. Find out what in and how they got it shortly. All that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. It's the big day for the Prime Minister and his trip to China with meetings scheduled with the Chinese leader Xi Jinping and his premier. There will be lots of pleasantries and affirmation of the two countries' close ties, but Chris Hipkins is also expected to raise the war in Ukraine and human rights issues. Luke Malpass, Stuff's political editor, is with the Prime Minister in Beijing and joins us from outside the New Zealand embassy. Kia ora, Luke. Thanks for joining us. Kia ora, good morning. So what are the two leaders expected to talk about? Uh, so the two leaders um, will be meeting today. Um, on the agenda, we can expect to discuss New Zealand trade relations. It's a fair bet that Chris Hipkins will raise some of the concerns that New Zealand has had with China's human rights record, among other things. But mostly it'll be about trying to continue its fruitful relationship, I guess, uh, with China without being bogged down and kind of the West versus East sort of uh, narrative is a bit more popular in the US and uh, Australia. Is the war in Ukraine going to be something they talk about? Yes, yeah, no, I think it, I think it will. Um, and obviously, we're at a we're at a very interesting point there with Wagner Group's uh, mutiny in the in the past few days. And obviously, China is you know it's one of the few I guess kind of friends that Russia has, but so far it's mostly kept out of the kept out of the conflict. Now, does the prime minister have to be careful and delicate in the way that he raises those kind of issues? Yeah, so it's a balancing act. And I mean, this will be the first big test of Chris Hipkins' foreign policy metal. Uh, I mean, he will, he really has to strike the right tone with raising the issues that New Zealand is worried about. Uh, while from New Zealand's perspective, the, the New Zealand sort of foreign affairs view is always to do it in a, in a respectful manner that isn't going to inflame any sort of a situation. So there's definitely, um, he'll be having to choose his language quite carefully, both in the meeting, which obviously be behind closed doors, but then in any comments afterwards or any public comments together. Is anything concrete likely to come out of that meeting? Oh, I think making his points and get, getting out of there without... Um, <laughs> without anyone making too many headlines is probably the is, is is probably the thing. I mean, he's 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 meeting obviously with uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, he'll also be meeting with Li Chung, who's the new Chinese Premier uh, and uh, sort of the equivalent of Prime Minister, I guess. So it'll be quite interesting to see, as well as obviously. Uh, anything he wants, wishes to raise with those two. The difference or the similarities between how the two of them uh, talk about China and the Chinese economy, because traditionally those two roles, there can be a little bit of friction in them. Now, there's a big travel contingent with Chris Hipkins. Is that why he had to take two planes? Well, yes. Well, the second plane, in fact, is actually a spare plane in case the first plane breaks down. So it's parked itself up in Manila, and then it's going to meet 
uh, the um, the delegation in Shanghai before the two before both planes come back at the end of the week. So um, it's really more of an indictment on uh, New Zealand um, uh, success of New Zealand governments being too cheap to buy a decent plane. Thanks, Luke. That was Stuff's political editor Luke Malpass, who's in Beijing for us today. We are talking sleep in just a second, but for those of us who struggle to nod off, we want you to share your best suggestions for falling asleep. Please tell us what's your best hack for actually getting a little bit of shut-eye. Now you can find us on TikTok or Insta. Search for Newsable NZ. And if you want to go old school, you can send us an email. Remember those, John, newsable at stuff.co.nz. Oh, Jess, I'm very familiar with an email. <laughs> now, John, a personal question. Are you a good sleeper? I would say not really, but those who have been around me when I'm sleeping would say that I sleep like <laughs> a dead body. <laughs> I, well, I have to get so early to do the headlines for you lovely people, so I often kind of start the day completely foggy and then four coffees in start to think, maybe I should just get more sleep at night. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. How, like, how do you actually get more sleep? There is, as they say, only 24 hours in a day. But do you ever think about how it affects your brain? Yeah, constantly, especially when you're you're waking up in that frazzled state going, oh, how am I ever going to get through to bedtime? Yeah, Feeling like I feel right now. Well, surprise, surprise, people have been researching how it affects your brain. In an article in the Journal of Neuroscience, people have been trying to work out if constant reduced sleep affected brain health in any way because we all know those people who are like, oh, I can survive on four or five hours sleep a day and I'm absolutely fine. What did they find? Do I want to know? Well, uh... So in the study, these people who do well on a shorter amount of sleep than others do apparently have larger regional brain volume, and that kind of suggests they can actually cope without as much shut-eye while not suffering negative consequences in brain structure. But they did, however, score slightly lower in general cognitive abilities. So we can all sleep less, but it doesn't impact our brain health, is what we're hearing? No, annoyingly, I was already planning what to do with all those extra hours in the day that I was going to get. But it is, like so many other things, really, really individual. How much sleep people can function on is up to each and every one of us. However, if you do miss out, it seems unlikely to have really too much of an effect on your long-term brain health. So a little bit of good news there at the end. Indeed. Hey, we're still going to talk about world records, and my, oh my, we have a cracker coming up. Although the thought of bouncing up and down at the end of a bungee cord, as much as this guy has, leaves me feeling more than slightly unwell. But before we get there, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, chuck us a like and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. It'll help other people find us. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line no, there. That, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. It, it, yeah, we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's Nothing iffy in there. That on. sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we asked you yesterday whether you hold any world records or whether you know someone who does. And this is after producer Jono attempted to break the world record for naming RuPaul's Drag Race competitors in a minute and failed. But you came very close. And still, I'm so disappointed in myself. I have to have another go because I reckon with a little bit of training, and that's what I'm going to call it, training, I could probably get closer to the record if not beat it. 
I believe in you. I believe in you. But anyway, someone who does hold a world record is Mike Hurd, who's with me now. Hi, Mike. Welcome. Hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, tell me exactly what world record do you hold? Uh, well, over the course of my uh, my record-breaking career, I've broken three, uh, and I still hold one. Unfortunately, two of them have been robbed. Um, the, the record I've got, in fact, I bought some props there's the certificate, yeah. This is the most bungee jumps in one hour, and I broke this in 2011, and it's 80. 80? You did 80 bungee jumps in an hour. That's right. I did. I, I did. I have one question. Why did you want to do that? I grew up with a very adventurous childhood, uh, jumping off things and, and doing all sorts of things, which could be classed as illegal, I suppose. Um I was an adventurous guy. I, I loved life. I loved doing fun things, and I just wanted to, to do that in a, in a way which wasn't going to get me in trouble and um, and where I could be recognised for that. Um, bungee jumping was born and bred in this country, right here in New Zealand, and uh, and I thought we deserved the record, and we didn't have it. From a practical perspective, are you just getting pulled up again on that rope after every single bungee jump by your feet? So you're kind of upside down for that full hour, Mike. What was that like at the end of it? Uh, yeah, that that's that is the the common. Um, um, idea. I think a lot of people think that a bungee jump is uh, being attached by your feet, but you can actually go in a harness as well. And that's one of the beauties of of the Asia Hackett site in um, in Auckland. Here is we can jump off in a harness. We can go off feet first, uh, head first, bum first. And uh, and no, I wasn't. I was in a harness jumping off over and over again. The team are very fast. Two big winches pull me up very quick, and it was about forty four seconds a jump. Oh my god! So you mentioned that you had two other records and they have been cruelly, cruelly ripped from your grasp. What were they? Who beat them? And are you planning to take them back? Oh, okay, well, I have more props <laughs> for you, Jotto. Uh, so this one here, I'm holding up a certificate from 2008. This was the most bungee jumps in, in 24 hours on a 20-metre bungee cord. That one, I did a, 103 jumps, and it was broken a couple of years later at 151. Um, in South Africa. That one I'm not going to have another go at because my bungee cord was 20 metres long for that. And uh, for those of you that know the Auckland Harbour Bridge, it's 43 metres, which means um, that a bungee cord can stretch no less than two and a half times its own length. So two and a half times a 20 metre cord is 50 metres. I was going under the water every jump. Um, I got very cold, very bruised, mild hypothermia, and I don't want to do that one again. And the other one? The other one, this was 430 jumps in 24 hours um, off the Auckland Harbour Bridge. And this was painful for me because this one was taken just last year by a French man uh, called Francois um, from uh, the Highland Bungee site in Scotland. There are Kiwis that work at that site and we want that one back. So I have been approved by Guinness to break that one again and uh, and I would love to see that planning come to action at some point. So. Oh, amazing stuff. When you do do it, Mike, make sure you invite us along. We'll be there to cover it. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. So, Mike, for any budding record breakers that we may have in our team and wider, yes. what's your biggest advice if you if you want to get your name in those record books? Oh, just do it. Look, it's, it's awesome. I, I get to talk to so many cool people. Um, and I get to do cool things as a result of it. It's it's a lot of fun, and I think just having an, a, a real killer certificate like that on your wall is is great. And it's, you know, there's a lot of people that do these things, and they say they're doing it for their kids or to motivate and inspire other people. Um, 
I did it because I like bungee jumping and I wanted to do it for me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I raised a lot of money for charity in the process and, and I just, I wanted to do it. So I did it. Fair enough. Mike Hurd, bungee jumping world record holder. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Oh, awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Jess, so I had my go yesterday at setting a world record. If you could set a world record in something, what do you think you would set it in? Well, you did RuPaul's Drag Race. This is going to show you kind of what stage of life I'm in, but I think I could probably do it with like bluey characters or bluey Mm. trivia. A lot of bluey in our house at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and I could, yeah, I'm, I'm an expert in every single character and episode. Could be your mastermind topic. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it's, it's, yeah, slowly building towards my mastermind topic. Yeah. <laughs> now, we've also had some feedback in anonymously. I am at pains to um, stress from the Instagram. Somebody saying that they have the world record for eating a hot rotisserie chicken in one sitting. I'm not sure if that's actually an official record, but if it is, I think I found something else I could probably compete yeah, in quite Yeah, what was easily. that time? Did they tell us? They did not. They did <sighs> not. But I think I could put away a roast chicken pretty damn quick. So yeah. I'm, I'm up for the challenge. If there was a doubles pairing, I think I could join you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doubles roast chickens eating. I'm, I, I think, yeah, I'm here for that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. That was Newsable for today. I'm Jess McCarthy. And I'm Jono Williams. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Kakite. Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz support.